I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're gonna to be talking about what to do when your partner is depressed. You know, depression is a big part of life yep. and relationships. And I think probably most people will have a depression at some point in their life. Absolutely, major or milder, you'll have one. Yeah, and you know, obviously that's going to depend upon what the issue is, where it stems from, the person's mental health and you know, mm -hmm. how emotionally well off they are right. and and balanced they are. But you're likely at some point going to have a partner who's depressed. And it can be a major major issue. Mm -hmm. Because when they're going through that depression, maybe they've gone to a therapist or a psychiatrist or something and they've been diagnosed, or maybe they haven't even been and you're just noticing those signs, you can feel powerless yes. a lot of the of what time. what you do to help. Yeah, because you want to do something, but you don't know what to do. And it's not easy yeah. to help so we got some strategies here that can be helpful for you guys today. So first, we thought we would start off with the signs. So this is in no way to diagnose them, but just for you to be aware of what to look for in your partner. If you do see these signs, then you can you know, have a deeper concern. Something else might be going on. So some of the signs can include a lack of energy. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest one, mm -hmm. I think. They're exhausted. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the They're time. They're exhausted. Yep. Yeah, they could have a lower sex drive. They could also not be enjoying the things that they used to. Mm -hmm. And there is a scientific word for this, anhedonia, mm -hmm. where they don't enjoy those things that they used to enjoy. Then there's also the fact that they might isolate themselves and they might become less social. So if you notice that your uh, partner is becoming like a hermit, staying in their room all the time, not wanting to interact as much, either with you or with their friends as they normally do, then this could be a sign of something deeper going on here. Yeah, another big one is irritability. Mm -hmm. That one gets missed a lot of the time. Yeah. Can you talk about that, Margaret? Um, irritability, of course, I'll, I'll just define it as when things really get on your nerves. Um, if an ant walking across the floor from left to right is not good for you that day, um, then little things get you all upset. Tiny things that would not normally upset you. Like, I don't have time for this, and um, I'm bothered by that today. And, um, and it works also in children. Mm -hmm. um, and again, uh, people will say, my child isn't depressed. He's just crabby all the time. Yes, he is depressed. And, you know, it can also be very true for adults if they're irritable, crabby. Yeah. No patience. No patience. Mm -hmm. Where things that... Do that faster. Yeah. Hurry up now. Why aren't those dishes done? 
maybe in the past they would be patient with certain things, but now they're just quicker to snap, get annoyed, just get in a bad mood and just, ah, that's a big one. Right. Um, they can have physical symptoms, right? Like they can have a change of appetite where they're not eating very much. That's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, or where they're suddenly eating everything in sight. Mm. Or eating everything in sight. Uh, fatigue. Right. They're exhausted. Just so exhausted. That is such a big one right there. Um, they could be sleeping all the time, or maybe they're not even sleeping well at night. Yeah. Right. I often ask people, are you eating and sleeping? Mm -hmm. um, as Coach Victoria can attest. Mm -hmm. Those are the two big ones. They're called the vegetative signs of mm -hmm. depression. Are you acting like an eggplant? Mm -hmm. So when, you know, someone's going through this, these symptoms are going to overwhelm them. And it's going to have a major impact and how they connect with you. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing that you want to do is that you want to validate their feelings. For somebody who is depressed, they likely feel like a huge burden on you, on everybody. Yep. And they might also have the idea that you might think that they're lazy, that they're not trying enough. I think a big tendency for those who are around depressed people is to say, oh, you should exercise, you should go out in nature. and. For those who are depressed, you have to understand that depression is not a choice. It's not something that they woke up and they said, I want to be depressed today. And although there are theories out there that might suggest that, that's just not the case. No, it's not. And there are theories out there that kind of suggest that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So the first thing that you want to do is validate their feelings. I know that you must be having such a hard time with this. This must be really difficult for you. You must be exhausted just to understand their experience and put yourself in their shoes as much as you can. Of course, you also run the risk of absorbing their depression, of empathizing with them so much that you yourself become depressed. So you want to make sure to have some sort of boundary there too, but you want to make them understand that you don't think that they're lazy, that you are understanding of their situation and you do believe that their feelings are real. Yeah, you're not feeling yourself these days. Mm -hmm. I can see. Are you okay? Yeah. It's so important that you are supportive to your partner without trying to give the, them all these ideas on what to do. It may, and it probably comes from a place of well-meaning. You know, you're trying to help. You think that you're, you know, encouraging them. But when you're sitting there telling them to do this or to do that, that you just got to think differently or, you know, you, you got to do this thing different. You go outside. <laughs> I think of the meme, right, where somebody's like, just go outside and get some fresh air. And then there's like somebody laying on a mattress in the driveway, like sleeping. <laughs> he got some fresh air. Like yeah, so cold. they're, they're yeah. depressed outside in the mattress. And it's like, you know, that just, it, you're trying to be, you know, supportive, but for them, it doesn't come across like that. And when all these people start bombarding them with these ideas, do this, do that, do this, go work out, do that. It just can overwhelm somebody. Right. Now, are those things effective? They can be, you know, mm. it can be helpful, but it can also be even more frustrating 
to the person that's experiencing it if they just keep hearing it from everybody. Mm -hmm. I ran a group one time for depressed women. Nobody showed up? Well, they did show up, <laughs> and sometimes they were very funny, actually. Mm. But they could all, every single one of them had a broken relationship and was living with their mother. And they could all quote their mothers, if you got up and mm. went out and did something, you wouldn't be so depressed. Mm. You're depressed because you're not doing anything. No, Mom. I'm depressed because I don't have the energy to do something. I mean, but it's kind of like the people who tell us to move on because they want us to be happy again, you know. Um, so it's much like that with depression. We want you to get up and do something, and we want you to be happy again. Well, if I could do that, I would. That's the part that people miss, mm. you know. And that's also the part that's frustrating for the partner. Absolutely. Is that when you see your depressed partner not taking your suggestions, it can feel like yeah. you're helpless. Like you're trying everything you can to motivate this person, to encourage them, and nothing is sticking. So it can be very frustrating for you. Mm -hmm. So once again, depression is not a choice. If you try to take baby steps instead, for some people depression can be so bad that even taking a shower or brushing their teeth can feel like a Absolutely. giant task. Right. So you wanna make sure that you're also celebrating the small tasks that they do even if it's cleaning their room, even if it's cleaning off the giant clothes pile on the chair, mm -hmm. um, you wanna make sure that you're noticing those little efforts because chances are they are going to be small efforts. Yeah, and empathy is important. It's everything. Um, if you can validate a person's feeling of depression, you have already helped them, mm -hmm. okay? Because they're probably feeling like no one will understand and I'm just a pain in the butt. Yeah. So I think, you know, the more you can show that empathy and understanding for them, the more they're probably going to listen to little things that you suggest for them or, you know, you're, you're pointing out those strengths and you're being empathetic for them and understanding that they're struggling. You know, they're going to be more receptive to hearing something like, you know, maybe we can go for a walk sometime this Absolutely. week, or maybe we could look up a doctor to get you a prescription. Yep. Because you're not just berating them or making them feel bad. You've been trying to you know, show some empathy and support. It's really important to know if they've ever felt like this before. Mm. And if so, how did they handle it? Because there are a number of options about how to handle it, you know? Mm. Another tendency I can think of as a, a partner of somebody who is depressed is to ask them, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And what I heard from actually a mentor that I had many years ago, and he wrote a whole book on grief about when his mother was passing away. He said that many people in that emotional moment, they don't even know what they want. They don't even know what could possibly help. So you can take that step to try to intuit, not that you're supposed to try to read their mind, but if it just means making them a warm meal, if they seem like they haven't made the bed that day, you can step in and do that. Of course, you don't want to be enabling, um, but definitely try to see what it is that they need and don't expect them to always have all the answers as to how you can help them. Always, always, always humor can help mm. as long as it's appropriate, etc. Uh, like you could say, you don't even want ice cream. Um, you know, what about 
chocolate chip fudge ripple whatever mm-hmm. um, two scoops yeah and sometimes that you can get somebody to smile mm-hmm. um, but you want to deal with the most basic pleasures that people have and I had a supervisor once who called it donut therapy mm-hmm. um, if you have somebody who's so depressed they have total anhedonia no pleasure at all um, think of bringing them their favorite kind of donut that's mm-hmm. that's where you have to start that's where you have to start mm-hmm. okay and then they'll be depressed because they're putting on weight. Probably, but, you know, we'll, we'll think about that tomorrow. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you start at the very beginning um, to help people find... It's extremely important that people find something that they enjoy. If they can read their favorite magazine for five or ten minutes, if they can watch a cartoon, if they can watch the news, although that could depress you again, um, but any little thing that people enjoy is a reminder that life is worth living. It's so important to think about and consider mental health treatment from professionals. Absolutely. Medication can make a huge difference. Margaret, you have a lot of expertise in that. Yeah. Um, You know, depression comes in all forms and sizes and shapes. Um, You know, we all have depressive episodes. Um, There are depressions that you have all your life, kind of at a low level. There is major depression which can confine you to your bed. There's all kinds of depression that will resolve itself and depression that will not. But you can't go wrong by consulting a professional. And it may be that talking will do it for you. It may be that an antidepressant will help you get over the initial stages. Um, Not everybody needs an antidepressant, but if you do, it is no shame to take one. And no, they're not going to do you any harm. Because people say, I don't want to take any medication. They're all terrible. They'll give me that thing that the people have when they're in the hospital and they can't move their limbs and stuff. Um, There are a million antidepressants on the market right now. And if one doesn't work for you, probably another one does. The best treatment for depression is a combination of talking therapy and medication. That will get you over it the fastest. You'll get better if you just take the medication. You'll do better if you just talk. But if you do both, you'll recover the most quickly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a breakup is oh. definitely something oh. many of you, if not all of you, are depressed about. Yep. Yeah. It's a major, major loss. You have to do your best to take care of yourself, even if your partner is depressed. Mm-hmm. If you focus on them all of the time, then you're not going to have the energy to help them mm-hmm. or you're not going to have the energy to feel that connection with them. So you have to take care of yourself the best way that you can, you know, doing things that you enjoy, finding time for yourself, um, talking with the people that you care about and are close to and try and stay active. Yeah, it's just like that classic plane analogy of they tell you to put on your oxygen mask before putting on the oxygen masks of others or of children. Yeah, when you're on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you don't pass out. Yeah. Exactly. People are like, what? When is this happening? At the hospital? Are we? Where are we at? When you're on a plane. I'm sorry, I forgot that part. But it's a great analogy because you have to take care of yourself first yeah. before you're able to take care of others. 
So you want to keep that in mind. And you have to also remember that you are not solely responsible of healing them from their depression. You might be the only person in their life that they can trust, that they could be open with and vulnerable with. And so you might feel all of that responsibility of trying to heal them. You cannot be that one person. The issue is likely something stemming from their early childhood, something that they have to process. Absolutely. And so don't feel all of that pressure to try to cure them. And you also have to think that there is a limit for you too. If you feel like you're also falling into this black hole with them, you have to do the things that you need to do to keep yourself sane. So yeah, absolutely. That, that can be really, really difficult. Yeah, they have to be responsible for themselves. You can mm -hmm. be supportive, you can be yep. encouraging, but you know you can't burn yourself out trying to help somebody, especially if they're not making a real effort to help themselves, mm -hmm. right? You know, there's only so much you can do. There's help out there. You know, there's professional help out there. You can get into individual therapy or group therapy. There are all kinds of things in the community and local areas in that this you can day look and at. Age, in this day and age, there's no need to, to be stuck in the depression. Can I make one more comment? Yeah. Yeah. What is the difference between being sad and being depressed? Mm. Um, there's one major difference, which is when you're really depressed, whether you're aware of it or not, you're beating yourself up for something. And it's very useful to tell a depressed person, this is unlikely to be your fault. You didn't choose to feel this way. Um, and if there's something you're beating yourself up about, let's think about it and talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Because there's always a, 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 a feeling of self-loathing and self-condemnation when you're really depressed. I should be able to do better than this. I should, I should, I should. There are support groups out there. Absolutely. There are various uh, things that you can look for in your area, or if, you know, if, in this case, if it's for your partner. And we have other videos on it. We have a video on how to love someone with depression, what you need to know. So you can search that on the channel. And there's lots of literature out there, but dealing with somebody who's got depression, it's a lot. Yes. And I really believe it causes a lot of breakups. I'm sure yeah. it does. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough because if that person doesn't do what they can to get through it, then they're not going to have the energy to really commit to that relationship until they do. I bet that a lot of people who are depressed these days end up diving into their cell phones and never coming out again, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I would think that would be a, a real sign. If somebody can do nothing but play games on their cell phone all day, chances are you need to look beyond that. Mm. Okay, hopefully you enjoyed this one and have found it helpful. Let us know in the comments. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. You can sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to get with her. And of course, Coach Victoria will continue to be here training with us. I'll still be here. <laughs> but that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net 
and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.